What up, what up, what up, grinders? How are you guys doing? It's your man Craig here, aka Bleed Orange, aka Not Penny's Boat, back with a couple of Week 12 quick hits for you, a couple of quick lineups to get you laced up for tomorrow's action, and uh, you know, it just feels good to be back right now. It's just me recording solo right now. Brandon will not be joining us on the podcast this week, but rest assured, the grinders will be here from here on out for the rest of the season. There has been just so much going on in our personal lives, and you know we've really been committed to DraftKings the entire season, but we have fallen off the last few weeks, and for that, we do apologize. But big shout-outs to everyone that has supported us along the way and that has been wondering where the podcast has been. You know, I've had a couple of people ask, what's going on the podcast, man? I don't hear you talk about that anymore. I don't hear you get excited about podcasting, but it's something to me that is uh, – you know, really, you know, tried and true. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing to be a part of, and it's a nice community. So, um, shout outs to everyone that has helped me out along the way, and shout outs for the people that have recommended the Blue Yeti microphone I'm recording on right now. So, really excited to see how this sound comes out, and you know, give this little test run tonight. But without further ado, let's get you guys laced up with a few quick GPP lineups from top down. Stack of the week for me is going to be Mr. Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald. Real juicy matchup. Even though this game is on the road, you've got a San Francisco team that is in absolute shambles. They are absolute shit. And uh, I look for Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald to keep the ball rolling. As you know, these guys have been having an incredible season. Two veterans. They're both hungry. They want to get to the playoffs. They want to go deep into the playoffs. They want to make a Super Bowl appearance. You know, Fitzgerald's been there before, and uh, he's just really motivated and has really rejuvenated the, uh, you know, the the later part of his career. I don't even want to say the middle. You know, a couple of years from now, Fitzgerald will not be playing anymore, and that's that's going to be crazy to see. Same thing with Carson Palmer. You know, these guys are motivated. I like a team that is motivated going into the playoffs, and they really want to try to catch as much traction as they can and, you know, hope that the Panthers lose a few games along the way so that they can have – you know, home field advantage throughout the playoffs because if the playoffs started right now, they would get that, you know, first round buy in a home game, but not for that third game if they potentially do get there. So um, moving on to the running back position, this is a position that has been up and down all season long. As you guys know, the last few weeks, we have lost a lot of a lot of uh, key, you know, key players, you know, my personal in the Wizards League, Devontae going down with a concussion that has just absolutely killed me. But, you know, I'm grinding out here. So, right now, looking at Dougie Fresh, Doug Martin. um, He's just had an amazing season. You know, a big bounce-back season. Lovey Smith's got the entire Tampa Bay franchise just, you know, in in a better place than they have been in the last few years. And that's exciting to see because um, there needs to be more competition in that league. Moving on to the other running back spot, we got Mr. Thomas Rawls. As we were talking about injuries at the running back spot, we know that Marshawn Lynch, a.k.a. Mr. Skittles himself, will not be playing this week and will be out for at least a couple of weeks. Rawls last week went off for an amazing 43.5 points on DraftKings, and that is the type of production that I expect to see going forward. Seattle actually looked really strong in their last game. Russell Wilson really made a you know comeback and had a good game for himself. I don't know if it was a statement game. I don't know if Pete Carroll said that they're – getting some, you know, good-ass Thanksgiving turkey and dressing or what. But, um, you know, the last last game they played, that entire team looked pretty spry. So um, it's going to be exciting to see what Thomas Rawls can do. 
as we know, some um, a lot of running backs have emerged this season when given the opportunity. And I look for Rawls to keep it rolling tomorrow at home versus a Pittsburgh team who is also very hungry. But I do think that Rawls will keep the ball rolling there. Let's keep it moving. Go on to the wide receiver spot. This week we've got a man who has been on a tear, second fantasy receiver overall against a terrible, terrible, terrible New Orleans secondary. That's Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins this season has just been an absolute fantasy stud. Doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Doesn't matter which secondary he's playing. Hopkins has shown up week after week. Um, he's only had three games below 15 points this year. Every other time he's gone for 31, 39, 30, 27. He's just an absolute beast. Nine touchdowns on the season with 76 receptions and over 1,000 receiving yards. I look for the Houston team, who is actually in the playoff hunt now, to keep it rolling at home versus New Orleans. So I think that that, uh, that team is really motivated right now, and they're looking to finish the season strong after getting off to an absolute garbage start. Moving on to the next wide receiver spot, I've got a guy who looks to bounce back after a not-so-great performance in his last game and actually broke his touchdown streak um, for the season. That's Mr. Allen Hearns. Jacksonville is at home coming off a long week since they had that last Thursday night game. San Diego is just an absolute injured team. Um, Hearns has been a touchdown stud this year. He hasn't put up very high receiving numbers. He's only eclipsed the 100-yard mark three times on the season, but he has had a touchdown in every week since um, week three and into that snap and uh, snap that streak in week 11. So I look for Hearns to get the ball rolling back. I think that Jacksonville's got a Great matchup against San Diego, and that's another team that is low-key on the you know the playoff hunt now. Um, Jacksonville is only one game behind first place, and wild card is pretty much out of the question for them, but they certainly do have a chance of being able to get into uh, take over their division and make a sneaky little run of the playoffs there. At the third and final um, wide receiver spot, um, as Fitzgerald was my flex, we've got Mr. Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson is a guy who, going into week one, was an absolute start in every format for Brandon and I. And Stevie Johnson is still a value play, for sure. Uh, 4,500. We just talked about how banged up San Diego is, but, I mean, that they still have to play offense. They still get the ball. Um, Phillip Rivers is still going to be chucking it across the field. And Stevie Johnson is a guy who definitely can go out and, you know, catch some balls, for lack of a better term. Um, that's kind of funny to think about when I say it out loud, but he's going for 13 points and 12 points respectively in his last two matchups with eight and 10 targets respectively. So Stevie Johnson still going to get a high output there. Uh, we know that Phillip Rivers is going to throw the ball no matter what. That run game has not, uh, not been a strong point for San Diego this year, but let's be honest, what has been a strong point for San Diego this year? Let's keep it moving on down to the tight end spot. This is a really tough position to pick all season long, and I'm going with the ultimate value play of the week at 2,500. That's Mr. Scott Chandler. As we know, New England has been hit with the injury bug. Shout out to Ben there. But New England has just you know, been decimated with injury throughout the season. Running backs, wide receivers, just almost everything that can go wrong, but the Patriots still find a way to win. I look for the Patriots that run a two tight end set tomorrow night versus Denver. At Denver, on the road, Amendola's out. Basically, all the Patriots are running with is Gronkowski, Chandler. you got James White and LeGarrette Blount. And 
um, Brandon LaFell. So I look for Chandler to get a lot of snaps because we know that after last week, Gronk was basically double teamed the entire time. And uh, Gronk had a very non-Gronk-like performance. So I do expect him to bounce back, which will in turn give Scott Chandler some good looks. And uh, as we know, Scott Chandler's got two touchdowns on the season. It's just a matter of targets. I mean, Chandler does not get a lot of targets, but he can get a touchdown. So he's really that boomer bust play right there. If uh, if Chandler does get a touchdown, he has a point, you know, a, a chance to break out for double digit points. Defense of the week um, in all formats, 50-50 RGPP. I'll be running with the Vikings at Atlanta. Um, I feel like Atlanta has just been absolutely terrible since they got out to a hot start. I think they started out 6-0. It was either 5-0 or 6-0, but at this point it's irrelevant. Minnesota has a lot to play for on the road. Um, They're coming off a tough loss versus Green Bay, so they're getting ready for Atlanta. Atlanta all week has been practicing without Devontae Freeman as he has not been able to pass the concussion protocol, but – the Vikings will certainly look to bounce back. They're a team that averages, that allows over 100 yards average on the ground. And, you know, depending on what Tevin Coleman decides to show up tomorrow, that, that could change or it could stay the same. Um, Tevin Coleman is one of those guys who, well, I mean, he'll, he'll get a lot of, uh, he'll get a lot of output tomorrow for sure. He'll get a lot of snaps. He'll be on the field a lot, but I'm not really excited to see um, what that Atlanta team's got up their sleeve. I do think that the Vikings are going to show up. They've had a couple of games in double digits this year, and I think that on the road, it's kind of a tough pick, but at the same time, I like a hungry team. I like a team that's in the playoff hunt. I like a team that is motivated, and right now Minnesota is certainly motivated knowing that they have a chance to take a, you know extension of the lead in their division right now with Green Bay just showing up on Bart Star night the other night. Um, Shout-outs to number four for getting that uh, you know retirement. Brett, you've always been a, a classy guy. And uh, you were great, and there's something about Mary. All right, so we just hit you up with a full GPP lineup right now, but um, for the remainder of the podcast, what I'm going to do here is just add a couple of other guys that are going to be value plays this week. I truly believe that this week, more than ever, there are enough value plays that are across the board that can really leave you a lot of money on the table for those high-end plays, those Julios, those DeAndres, you know, the Antonio Browns, those guys that are 8,000 and above. So um, those standard plays will be certainly, uh, you know, obtainable and even a couple at a time this season. Um, at the quarterback spot, you've got Jameis Winston, Mr. 5,500 himself on the road at Tampa Bay. I mean, at Indiana, not at Tampa Bay. What am I talking about, Craig? Anyways, coming off a of five touchdown production last week, the guy, um, He's had a great, great rookie season. I mean, you know, expectations were pretty low for that team. And I'd say he's put together a pretty decent season. The last couple of weeks, he's really started to just kind of be a game manager and get this team what they need to do to be competitive and to get some wins. That five-touchdown performance last week was, you know, really unheard of. Um, great, great value there. I like him to keep the ball rolling. A little recency bias there, but that's okay. Um, going on down to the running back spot, Ty Gurley, still one of the best running backs in the, in the league. An amazing rookie season here. He's 7,500 this week. Um, six touchdowns on the year, a touchdown in the last five games. Um, he has not broken 100 yards in those last three games. His last three games were 89, 45, and 66 yards, respectively. 
Um, that Rams team has looked really just kind of on the downslope in the last couple of weeks, but they're on the road at Cincinnati. So I look for Gurley to have a high output production weight production rate with Nick Foles back in the lineup t- tomorrow by uh, by all signs pointing to uh, Nick Foles. Another value play that we talked about a little bit earlier was Brandon LaFell this week. He is going to be 4,300 for the Patriots at Denver. Um, obviously, Denver's defense is just stout this year. For the first time in Peyton Manning's career, his defense has truly been better than his arf- offense and better than his arms. So he will not be playing, and Brock Osweiler will be in the game. So we'll see how that game flow actually does end up working out for New England's favor. But LaFell at 4,300 should get a high output volume of targets. Um, the last couple of weeks since he's been back, he has received a decent amount of targets. He's received nine, six, and eight targets in his last three games each, respectively. So that's something to get excited about with Amendola being out this week. That team is just not healthy right now. So I look for LaFell to step it up and, um, you know, maybe catch a touchdown and maybe 90 yards, one touchdown, seven receptions. That would be very respectable numbers for that price range. So. Um, besides LaFell, there's not a whole lot else at the wide receiver position I'm looking at this week. Any Patriot really is going to get you a lot of value for that uh, return on investment this week, as we know that Tom Brady is just bossing it out. Another quarterback this week that is very contrary in play that not a lot of people will be looking at will be Kirk Cousins stacked up with Mr. Jordan Reed. Um, Reed has been amazing at the tight end position all season long, and they're playing a Rival um, New York Giant team at home tomorrow in the early game. So I look for Reed and Cousins to get back on track after getting exploited last week versus that strong Panthers defense. Um, Mr. Jarvis Landry is 6,600 right in the middle of the pack. But um, with Darrell Rivas being out, if Landry is healthy and if Landry is good to go, I like him to get back on track tomorrow as well. Landry is a target machine, eclipsing the double-digit mark all times but five this week's this season. So Landry should be good to go. Um, Tannehill should be looking to bounce back after getting embarrassed at home versus the Cowboys last week. So, um, And last but not least, at 3,700, Mr. Antonio Andrews at home versus Oakland. Um, Andrews, I don't want to say came out of nowhere this season, but really has got a lot more production than anybody really thought going into the season. And uh, he's pretty much the answer at running back at – Tennessee and being at only 3,700. If you're looking at one of those value plays this week, he is certainly somebody's direction that you want to look into, but I do think that he could get a possible touchdown or two. And I think the Oakland Tennessee game could surprise a couple of people and be quite the little shootout there. Um, Right now, taking a look at that point spread, it's 44 with Oakland favored by one. So potentially it could be, you know, a lackluster game for fantasy standpoint, but one or two guys will break out. One or two guys will get a touchdown. So I like Andrews in that matchup. Things to keep an eye on this week from a game standpoint will just be the fact that all the teams are you know playing. Um, there are no buys at all. So you've got your entire league playing from here on out. So you know going into these last few weeks of the season, see who steps it up. See who wants to start to establish himself. We're you know going to have the fantasy football playoff set this week so um, a couple of guys will be looking at getting first round buys and and their respective divisions so um, there could be a couple of guys that are sitting in that are going to start getting more opportunities on the field in the next few weeks so 
something to keep an eye on, something we will definitely recap for you for next week's podcast. I apologize for this being all over the place. It's really hard to talk by yourself for this amount of time and to keep up with the pacing. So I know that I'm a fast talker. Hopefully you guys will understand and you will be here with us next week when we have Brandon back on the podcast and we'll lace you guys up with some more knowledge. So until then, keep grinding.